You have to be very strategic in saying what you're going to be able to help them to do, opposed to just saying, hey, here's my event and I'm here to help you level up in your business. Like level up in your business is pretty broad. So be very specific when you're trying to determine what your value proposition is. Hey there, welcome to Get the Right Butts and Seats, an event marketing podcast that helps service-based entrepreneurs plan, promote, and profit from live events. I'm your host, Shatoya Antoine, and it's time to talk all things event marketing. So let's get started. I am Shatoya. So I am born and raised um, in Detroit. Um, I moved to Chicago uh, almost six years ago now. And then now I am actually in Atlanta. So I moved to Chicago to start my corporate career. So my background is finance and accounting which is very surprising probably because event planning has nothing to do with finance and accounting, right? (laughs) Um, I have actually been able to use the knowledge and the strategies that I've learned in corporate to help my clients to be able to create achievable profit plans. So corporate has paid off in some sense for me. So my goal has always been to start my own accounting firm, to open up my own restaurant and movie theater. And clearly I'm doing none of that right now. Um, so I have dropped accounting firm off of my list, but we'll see in the future if I'll open up a restaurant or movie theater. But my main focus is event planning. So I know you're probably wondering, how did I get into event planning? So I started event planning because someone saw a talent in me before I actually was able to identify it. So one of my best friends asked me to plan her wedding for her. And I thought that she was crazy because I have never planned a wedding for anybody. But what I have found was that my passion is planning. So I've always planned like events for family and friends, but never on a grand scale of a memorable moment for someone as large as like a wedding. Right. So a lot of people always come to me and they're always expressing their interest in starting a business, but they don't know what kind of business they want to start. So I always suggest um, digging deep and identifying what your passion is. What do you like to do? What do you like helping people um, uh, helping people with? And if you could do anything in the world that you love and not be um, paid for, but you still enjoy doing it, then that's kind of a passion. So always gear people towards figuring out what their passion is when they're trying to determine what type of business they're going to start. So Alucard Galore will be celebrating our four-year anniversary at the top of next year. So I'm super excited about that. So I have been planning events um, for a little over seven years now and officially under my business, um, Alucard Galore, for four years. So um, Alucard Galore is a premier event planning company, and I help entrepreneurs plan, coordinate, and execute signature events and retreats that help scale their businesses. So who do I help? So most of my clients are online entrepreneurs, um, specifically service-based. So they include coaches, authors, thought leaders, podcast hosts, and corporations. So how do I help my target audience? So some of my services, people always ask, like, what are your services? Or um, how is it that you can actually help us plan events, make profit? from events, host free events, and not spend a lot of money. So um, as an event planner, um, I do full service event planning. So helping you to be able to relieve all your stress and worries, doing all of your pre-planning, your launch planning, setup day of event, as well as post planning as well. 
And this is very important when hiring an event planner because it allows you to be laser focused on the content that you're going to be providing for your audience at your event. And this is one thing um, that kind of gets swept under the rug a little bit when entrepreneurs decide to plan their own events or to DIY their events. They spend so much time um, during the planning process that they lack um, putting in time to be able to focus on the content and make the content valuable as far as what they're going to be teaching at the event. So that's very, very important. And that's one key reason to hire an event planner so that you can focus on your content. So I do full service event planning event logistics, as well as day of coordinating. So event coaching. So like I said, a lot of entrepreneurs now are planning and hosting their own events, and a lot of them are pretty much just winging it. So my goal is to be able to teach entrepreneurs the knowledge and foundation so that they can plan and host successful and profitable events. So that would mean me providing you with the exact same tools, the exact same strategies and resources that I use for my clients. Um, so that you aren't out here just winging events and hosting events that aren't profitable where you aren't making any money and you aren't providing great um, great content for your audience. So helping you with DIY event planning, helping you to be able to find venue placement, so finding venues um, and unique venues for your business that are underutilized within your market, um, helping you with creating an event budget and profit plan, um, and then as well as concept creation. So profit plans. So I have clients where I solely create their profit plans. So when hosting events, um, a lot of times entrepreneurs just think of revenue. So your revenue is not necessarily the profit that you're going to bring, bring home um, at the end of your event. So helping you to figure out what your revenue goals are as well as what your profit goals are and then being able to provide you with strategy so that you can uh, reach your profit. Also within the profit plan um, that I create, I help you to be able to minimize your expenses. So also helping to make sure that you're um, identifying all revenue streams that you can pull in for your event, um, helping you to create revenue and profit goals and then strategies to achieve them. So next, another service I provide is event marketing plan. So this helps you to be able to increase your visibility for your event. Um, a lot of people just think that they can post on social media and that's going to sell out their event, but that is not a um, event marketing plan. So also helping you to be able to increase your ticket sales. So event marketing plans include marketing and promotion strategies. Um, as well as affiliate marketing strategies and partnerships that you can start to gain so that you can have a profitable event. And last but not least, strategy sessions, which is one of the most popular. So just helping you to be able to gain clarity on your event, answering any questions that you may have. Um, a lot of my clients call it like the pick my brain session. Um, I also help to be able to um, help you develop an event timeline that's specific for your event, um, providing any venue suggestions, um, any strategies to help you sell out your event, any profit strategies, and any questions that you may have for me. So those are how, those are how my strategy sessions typically go. So now let's get into um, the content for today as far as the five types of events that will grow your business. So let's talk about the myths first, and then we'll talk about the facts and then how you can um, start to grow your business with specific events. 
So one myth is you can only make money from events if you have a large following. And that is absolutely not true. Um, in order for you to be able to sell out events, it doesn't matter what size your following is. You can have 50 followers and sell out an event. So what you need is a strategy, a profit plan, and an event marketing plan. And that's what's going to sell out your event. So don't get too tripped up on how many followers you have on Instagram and Facebook um, or how many people are on your email list. With the strategies that I provide uh, for my clients, they are able to sell out their events just with these three items. So another myth is it's hard to make a profit from events. So a lot of people feel that it's hard to make profit from events because they have to put so much money into it. Um, as far as venues being one of the, um, the higher expenses for events. So what you have to be strategic in is actually minimizing your expenses. So for a lot of my clients, I have helped them to be able to get free venue spaces or at discount rates if I um, have relationships with certain vendors, depending on where you are located. So another myth is event planners are too expensive. And I think that's why a lot of entrepreneurs are going the route of planning their events themselves, which I'm totally for as long as you have the right strategies and resources to do so. But event planners are not expensive. Event planning takes a lot of time and time is money, right? You also have to be willing to invest in areas that you lack experience. So let's say you want a website built for um, your business. If you have no experience with website, with website development, then you're gonna hire a website designer, right? If you want graphics done for your event and you have no experience with graphic design, you're going to hire a graphic designer, right? Want to learn how to start and grow your business and you want to invest in a coach, then you're going to hire one, right? So it works the same with event planning. It's not expensive. I look at it more as an um, investment than it is an expense. So you hiring an event planner can allow your event to be more successful and profitable than you trying to do it on your own or you trying to do it on your own without the proper strategies and resources and tools. So let's dig into some facts about event planning or just events in general. So events are very, 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 very important. So it is an integral part of being able to succeed in entrepreneurship. I think that events are very well overlooked because people just think that they can just sell their products and services and that's how they'll make profit from their events. I mean, from their uh, businesses. But the truth is events can actually help you scale your business. And if you have a business, then you need to be hosting events. Another fact is events are essential for earning higher profits. So one thing that I teach my clients is to be able to identify and create a signature event for their business. And it can be something that you host monthly or it can be something that you host quarterly or annually. But whatever that signature event is should be your premium event. And that's how you'll be able to earn higher profits from just hosting free events all the time or just hosting low value events that are just like $25, $40. Um, events also help you to be able to increase your credibility. So you are able to utilize your platform as well as other business owners platforms as well to show up and show people that you are the expert that you are. So online, you can say that you're great at something, but being able to get in the face of an audience and be able to prove that helps you to be able to increase your credibility. 
events also help you to increase your visibility. So like I said, um, you can have a blog and a blog can help increase your visibility. But you being able to host events and get people uh, within your local community to come out as well as to get people to fly in from events. So I've hosted summits and I've had people who have flown in from the West Coast, the East Coast, like everywhere. So that helps you to be able to reach a broader audience and to be able to interact with them face to face. Events also can help you to be able to scale your business. So let's say if you host um, an event that is, let's say, $100, you get, let's say, $100, and let's say you get 100 people to sign up for your event, right? That's $10,000. Like you scaled your business to um, be able to have a stream of income of five figures, right? That's pretty great. So another thing is events allow you to be able to develop relationship relationships with your clients. So it's a great thing to be able to interact with them online, but for you to be able to go out and actually meet them and build relationships face-to-face. I follow people online and then I've met them at events and then now they're like my business besties. So it's really important for you to be able to get out and reach your audience. Events also allow you to have a hands-on experience with your audience. So there's some things that you just can't like teach on a computer, like you have to be hands-on with someone. So let's say um, you're, I'm not using a graphic designer a lot, but let's say if you're a graphic designer, it's only so much that you can show and teach them um, and do trainings online and screen shares and things like that. But for you to be able to host a two-day workshop and you're literally going through Photoshop basics or Canva basics and things like that, it allows you to be more hands-on with them. Um, as far as helping with event marketing plans, um, me being able to work with a group of people um, hands on can be a little bit more effective um, with doing group uh, coaching online. That's just an example. So it really just depends on your business. But overall, you being able to get out in the face of your audience and be, being able to have a hands on experience with them is great. So events also allow you to be able to build your network. And they also help you to be able to reach your ideal clients. You can um, also plan your own events as far as, um, so here's the thing. So you can plan your own events. You don't necessarily have to hire an event planner. I'm all for DIYing your event. But just know that event planning does take a lot of work, but it doesn't necessarily have to be difficult or hard. So I say this all the time. You'll, You'll hear me say it over and over. If you don't have the right tools, the right foundation, event planning is going to be hard. If you don't have the knowledge and experience, it's going to be hard. So if you want to DIY your event, find someone who's going to teach you the event planning knowledge and strategies that you need in order for it to be successful. So one thing that I have found with planning events um, where entrepreneurs are doing it themselves is that they are totally overlooking event marketing and Like I said, they think that they can just put things on social media and that's going to sell out their event. But there are certain things that goes into event marketing as far as collaborations and partnerships and affiliates and um, media features and blog features and guest blogging. Those are just some um, strategies to implement within an event marketing plan. So I do think that it's overlooked because if you're just DIYing your own event and it's your first time doing it, you're pretty much just winking it. You're going to be overlooking a lot of things. So my goal for you today is for you to be able to learn five types of events to grow your business, 
um, for you to also be able to decide what your next event is going to be for 2018, depending on how advanced you are or if you want to try to pull something off for 2017. Um, I would encourage a free event, at least for 2018, uh, possibly for December, maybe like a meetup or something like that. So we'll talk more about um, what you can start for 2018 and then also how to begin the planning process. So five types of events to grow your business. So one is a launch party. So if you're a fairly new business, this works. And also if you have a product, this works as well, or even a service. So with a launch parties, it helps you to be able to introduce your business. It helps you to be able to introduce your ideas, your services, as well as your products to your target audience. Doing launch parties also allows you to do pre-orders. So you can um, have the event for free or you can have it at a low cost, maybe $10, $15, $20 or something like that. And then you can do pre-orders at the event for whatever your upcoming products or services are going to be. So even with a book launch, so let's say um, you have a book that's coming out and you want to do a book launch or a book tour. Book tour is definitely something that can grow your business um, as well as you having a book launch event and doing, let's say, um, chapter or segment readings. And it helps you to be able to build deeper relationships with your audience and to be able to get their perspective on things that you've written in your books. Um, it allows you to be able to do book signings and, you know, customize and sign a book for them. And it also allows you to be able to suggest the idea of them starting a book club. So if you were to do a book launch and then maybe you're starting your own book club, you can do a, a online book club and that helps you to stay connected with their audience that way. Or you can also suggest for them to be able to start their own book club. So those are examples for new business launches, um, getting people out and introducing your new products and ideas. Or if you have a product or a book launch, that's another option to be able to grow your business too. So another thing is free live events and pretty much anything that's free and that you actually put um, like time and effort to put on and actually provide valuable content for them, it can be profitable. A lot of times now entrepreneurs are just hosting free, event, free events or networking events and things like that. And they're not putting in the effort as far as how they want to impact their audience or what they want their audience to walk away with. They're just focused on, hey, let's host an event and get people out. And you have to be more strategic than that. So free live events that can actually help um, grow your business are meetups, networking events, mini workshops, and happy hour. So happy hours are more for like social networking. So they can go into a networking event as well, but more on the social side. And typically with networking events and happy hour social events, they're free. So anybody, um, everybody loves free events, right? So one free live event is going to help you to be able to increase your email list. And your email list is super important because you're able to sell to that audience later on down the line, opposed to posting something on social media as far as selling a product or service and hoping that those same people who liked your post or who follow you um, see it when you post it again and actually buy something from them. So email addresses are golden. So that is how free live events help you to be able to grow your business. And then once they've signed up and attended your free events, you can go ahead and promote whatever paid product, 
services or future events that are coming up or just even um, any premium content that you want to provide them to be able to help them grow more in their business or whatever it is that you're teaching or assisting them with. As far as many workshops goes, um, so this helps you to be able to use your platform and show up as the expert that you say you are. So obviously, if you have a business, you specialize in something and you're great at it. But the thing is that a lot of people may not know that. So in order to get them out and for them to be able to hear what it is that you have to teach them, then free mini workshops are great. So you can do a free mini workshop and then maybe you want to do a paid workshop um, that you can sell to them on the back end for maybe like $47 or $67 or something like that. So that's one way for you to be able to host free events, but still actually make money from them too. And I did a training on that as well. You guys can um, go to the community page to view that if you have not already. So next up is online events. So some online events that can grow your business are webinars as well as three-part trainings. So how are webinars different from three-part trainings? So what I've done lately, um, have kind of been three-part trainings, although I've done them over spans of weeks. Sometimes people will do three-part trainings and they'll do them within three days or they'll do them within the same week or, or they'll do them weekly. So every Monday for three weeks, they'll do a three-part training or four-week training. So that's kind of an example. So the difference with webinars and trainings is pretty much with trainings, you're um, able to get more value than you would from a typical webinar, in my opinion. Um, so webinars and trainings are awesome, as well as virtual summits. So I know I've spoken about this um, as far as hosting virtual summits and getting a group of other online entrepreneurs to sign up or to be a part of it, actually. And then they're able to teach an audience, preferably your target audience, the tools and knowledge and resources that they um, that they are expert in and then you're able to utilize that same platform to do the same thing. So hosting virtual summits allows you to be able to also increase your email list because typically virtual summits are free and you're able to make money off of them by having them for free and then selling the replay at the end or you can have an upgrade or an upsell at the end of the free virtual summit to get people to purchase whatever your product or service is. So that is another example. Um, another thing is live Q&A sessions. Um, so this is something that's going to get a little bit more popular over time. So if you have an audience and they may have questions about what it is that you do, or maybe essentially they want to pick your brain and you're fairly new within your audience or you're trying to grow your audience, this is an opportunity for you to do a live Q&A session. So one thing that I like is you can hop on any online platform, whether it's live stream webinar like this or training like this, or if you just wanna hop on Facebook Live or Instagram Live and do um, a live Q&A as well. If you're using any social media, make sure that you're still having people to sign up so that you can collect their email addresses um, and that way you can stay in contact with them. So as far as the live Q&A goes, one thing that I would recommend is picking someone to do, um, to kind of be like their online coach for the live Q&A. So let's say I'm doing an event planning live Q&A and I pick one of you guys from today's training and you guys can pick my brain about your upcoming event, ask me any questions as far as sponsorships, as far as 
media kit guidelines, how to do affiliate marketing, how to sell out your event in 30 days, like any questions that you may have. So me coaching you live, people are going to see that, oh, wow, she really knows what she's doing. She really knows what she's talking about. She actually has pretty awesome strategies. And I would love to have her as my event planner for my next event. Or I would love for her to teach me the strategies that she uses so that I can use them for not only my upcoming event, but for other future events as well. So live Q&As, I totally recommend you start to implement those within your uh, within your business model. So another one is live events. So I love live events. And this allows you um, to be able to get in front of your audience and have that hands-on experience with them. It allows you to be able to provide your high value um, content to them and actually help them get from, let's say if they're a level one, you're helping them to get to like level three or five or even higher depending on the scale of it. So from level one to like level five will be more so like masterminds and VIP day events. So some that I gave as an example for today are summits, conferences, workshops, and podcasts. So a lot of entrepreneurs are um, starting podcasts for their businesses, which is awesome. Um, so outside of just having your audience listen to you um, online or via their phone or computer, however they listen to your podcast, for you to be able to get out and actually do a live podcast allow them to be able to um, ask questions on your podcast as well. And that can grow your business because you can also use that live podcast event and upload it to your, um, your podcast channel. So those are a few events that you can start to utilize or start to implement within your, um, your business for this upcoming year. So another one, um, live premium events. So I talked about VIP days and masterminds and retreats. So these are premium events. So I know some masterminds that are like $10,000 and you're in it for 12 months or six months. So that's premium, even for VIP days. So typically VIP days are like $4.97 and up and retreats can be anywhere from like, let's say like six or $800 and up depending on um, where the retreat is, what you're offering for the retreat and how long it's going to be. So these premium events can be signature events, specifically the retreats can be, or your mastermind. So let's say your mastermind is only offered once a year because you're doing six months or 12 months. So if you have a mastermind group and you're charging people $10,000 and you're selecting a group of, let's just say 15 people, that's $150,000. Like for some people, like they can be set with that for the year, just doing masterminds. So just think of premium events where you're able to not only charge more, but you're actually able to provide higher value for your audience. So how to choose your next event. So I always recommend, so if you're new or you have a book or product or something that's coming out to start off with a launch party, you can have it for free or you can do low value. So anywhere from zero to $47 is pretty good. And when you're doing launch events, make sure that you always, or any event, Make sure you always have multiple ticket options. So you'll have a free option, you'll have a general admission option, and then you'll have a VIP. So a VIP is what will help um, people to, um, it'll draw people to it because it's giving them some type of premium value. So let's say you do a book launch and you do a VIP, um, you give them early access to your book launch or your product launch or service launch. 
you sign their book, you do a picture with them, and then you give them preferred seating for your book talk. So that can be an example. Launch party first. If you're past the launch party stage, then I want you to start a free online event so you can do a training or a webinar. Um, and before you actually start to do that, you have to kind of get your audience prepped for it. So what I recommend you doing is live stream. So getting on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, and Periscope Live at least for a full month in advance to kind of get your face out there and be visible um, to a bigger audience as well as your future target audience. So doing that and then hopping on for a free online event. Um, after that, I would recommend you doing a free live event, whether it's a meetup. Um, I do co-working events monthly, so that's like a free event. Um, so meetups are great, or even if you want to tap into your local community and you want to do a free live mini workshop, so that's great. So now you've done live streams on social media, you've done an online webinar, um, you've done a free live event, and then now you're actually able to do a paid live event. So you've built that trust and loyalty within your audience opposed to just saying, hey, I'm Shatoya and I'm an event planner. Here's my uh, retreat that I'm hosting next year and there's $900 sign up. Like you probably aren't going to sign up because you have no idea what I'm capable of teaching you. So this helps you to be able to prep your audience. Um, so your live event and then your premium event. So typically with premium events, you just offer once a year uh, or some twice a year if you're able to. So what's the planning process for all of this? So first, allow your audience to help you choose your event topic. And I say this all the time. A lot of times we pick topics for events or for products or services, and we think that our audience needs it. And a lot of times they don't. So if you struggle with trying to figure out what kind of event that you want to host, then send a survey out to your audience and then allow them to be able to determine what it is that they need help with. And then you start to create content around developing an event for it. Um, next is brainstorming your value proposition. So what value are you providing to them? Why should they attend your event? Um, what are they going to gain from attending um, your event? And what's like the big stretch? So the big stretch is, um, let's say you're helping them to be able to increase their social media followers. So the value proposition would be for them to be able to attend your event and you'll help them to be able to increase their following by 120% in 90 days. You have to be very strategic in saying what you're going to be able to help them to do opposed to just saying, hey, here's my event and I'm here to help you level up in your business. Like level up in your business is pretty broad. So be very specific when you're trying to determine what your value proposition is. So next is determining the size of the event. And this is very important because entrepreneurs just start planning an event and they have no idea what their target goal is as far as filling seats. And they never are able to fill enough seats because they, one, either picked a venue that's too large or they're just all over the place. So make sure you figure out the size of your event. If you want it to be intimate and maybe just 10 people, um, or 25 people if you want a 50-person event or a larger scale event where it's possibly anywhere from 60 to 100 people. Um, after you've determined that and you've kind of brainstormed on venue spaces too and kind of dug down on all your expenses, you can start to factor in how much you want to make for uh, make from your event. And then before um, you can do that as far as finalizing it, 
make a list of all your expenses. So that goes for all of your branding collateral, um, your decor, um, photographers, videographers, venue space, things like that. So make a list of your expenses and then that'll kind of help you gauge uh, what's the ideal amount that you can actually profit from your event. So next is once you've kind of dug deep and kind of laid a foundation for the event planning process, now it's important for you to determine, can I plan this event on my own or do I need to hire an event planner? Um, next is listing out the team members who's going to be on your team for planning this event. So depending on the size of your event, you need to have a team. If you're just doing like a meetup, it's fine for you to plan a meetup by yourself. But if you're doing a live workshop, um, you will need people to help with registration. Or even if you're doing like a conference or a summit, you need people to help with registration. You need people to help with getting your speakers um, set up and ready. Um, you need people making sure that your vendors are set up. If you're doing food, making sure that that's set up. So you can't like literally do everything. So it's very, very important for you to be able to identify who's going to be on your team. And then also soliciting for volunteers as well. Um, venue scouting is important. And I always recommend trying to find venues that haven't been utilized within the entrepreneurial space. And that'll kind of um, kind of get people to your event too. Because sometimes a lot of people are, tired of going to the same place for the same type of events. So now is ticket pricing. So once you have uh, you have your expenses and your venue costs and things like that, you can kind of start determining, determining how you're going to price your event. And this is a big issue with entrepreneurs and business owners who plan their own event is they're just randomly picking ticket prices and they're not identifying all of the expenses and the money that goes into the event and figuring out what the ticket price will, will be based off of value, um, as well as based off of them being able to profit. So next is thinking about your event marketing strategy. So remember, you have to think more than just posting on Facebook and Instagram. So maybe you need to do affiliate marketing. Maybe you need to involve your speakers in helping with your marketing. Maybe you need to tap into other businesses platforms um, for marketing as well. And then post event strategies. So this is one that a lot of people miss. They plan an event and then they have no post event strategy. So if you're an attendee of their event, you probably haven't heard, heard from them until their next event. You don't know what's going on. You have no action plan um, as far as like what you're going to do to implement what you've learned at the event. So post event strategies are super important. So next is developing your planning timeline. So I always recommend at least a month of pre-planning. So that way you don't feel like totally rushed. You can kind of lay the foundation and take time to figure out what you want your events to look like. And then what the planning process is, um, how much money you need to invest, how much you want to make, all of the small details that people typically overlook. So I always recommend at least one month of pre-planning um, and then at least three months to launch your event. So obviously, if you're doing just a meetup or a networking event, you don't need three months to launch a networking event. So something like that, like you can do in a week, anywhere from like four to six weeks is typically fine. And depending on your audience. So once I've built my audience, I can launch a free event like two weeks before and people will show up and sometimes a week before. So it just depends. But at minimum, one month pre-planning. And if you're doing um, any event outside of a 
free events to allow for at least three months of launching. So that is all that I have for you guys today. If you have any questions, um, feel free to let me know and I will answer them for you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Make sure that you check out the show notes for more resources and I'll chat with you next time.